show me the money. I drink your milkshake. Money never sleeps, pal. I drink it up. So what about money? <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of If Money Could Talk. I'm your host, Kevin Freck, as always joined by my co-host in North Jersey, Dan Miller. What's up, Dan? Kev, I'm good. What's happening, bro? Doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Oh, and who is this? Oh, we have another guest today in our studio. The beautiful Julie Wilkins is in. And Aww. Oh, how are you doing, Julie? Hi, I'm blushing now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're just glad to have, uh, you know, we've got a little makeshift studio over here, so uh, making it happen. And Julie, what have you come to talk to us about today? I'm talking about robo-advising. Robots. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. So we talked about robots on our last episode as well. And Ke- we got Kevin robot loves fever. the beep, boop thing. <laughs> I do the beep, boop. <laughs> See, does. in reality, though, that's no robots actually it. do that. You know, I want, when are they going to make a robot that's like a stereotypical 1950s robot? We need you that. know, I don't want my, you know, I don't want my Siri going like, oh, turn left. I want them going beep, boop, <laughs> turn left up here, human, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love, I, want... I would love Siri to respond with instead of like, what can I help you with? Just beep, boop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking like Morse code almost, yeah, you know? Yeah, just tap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beep, 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 And I'm like, oh, great. Zero, 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 one, zero, one, one. I'm like, that's perfect, that's Siri. That's how you have to communicate, I love yeah. you, Siri. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so following up from last week a little bit, um, talking about robo-advising. So robo-financial advising. Um, last week, we talked about how you know a lot of the manufacturing industry is being automated and how even a lot of service sector jobs are becoming automated or at least the simplest parts are becoming automated. Um, you know, especially things like uh, law firms. I think that was a big one. I think that's kind of close to what we're getting into now, you know, because at the end of the day, there's only like so many, you know, for law, there's only so many laws that could apply to a single case, you know. And for this, there's only so many stocks or investment opportunities that could apply. So, right. you know, depending on, um, you know, what what risk level you want or or what you want to invest in, you know, uh, it can easily be done by a machine, by uh, an algorithm in the same way. Um, Pay a lot less than a human. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so just a few... Uh, so basically, I think, you know, let's back up just a little bit. Julie, what, what would you give as a, a definition for just robo-advising? So I would define robo-advisors as an online automated portfolio management service. I came up with that definition myself. It's really natural. It's very, very oh, yeah, simple when it makes sense. sense. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Julie works at um, Temple University's executive MBA program. So she's very uh, prestigious. And she's oh, also a yeah. student there Higher as ed, well. Yeah. So this is where, you know, she gets all the lingo. I do. I do. Uh, Inundated with business <laughs> this is words. Um, you know, we might have to, uh, yeah, dumb it down for some of our oh, listeners. Okay, you I'll know, try. I'll it's try. okay. It's so hard with all these brain cells. Um, so what was that again? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Let's break this down just okay. a little bit. So robo-advisors are online automated portfolio management services. So basically it's a financial advisor, but you put your trust in the hands of robots. Of course, there are humans that check that for you. Um, yeah. So they have significantly lower fees because they're you, they use computer algorithms. So you're able to pay significantly less money and have possibly better returns in my mm-hmm. humble opinion. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the benefits of robo advising are, you know, um, automated sort of rebalancing of your portfolio. It can look at it and see how diverse it is, right. you know, whether it's mid, low, um, mid, large, or small cap or international real estate bonds. It can make sure that that's all, um, allocated nicely and balanced. Um, automated deposits and some of the ones i've seen are kind of like uh, it's almost like basically a 401k you know it just comes yeah out they right do out have 401k paychecks. options mm-hmm. yeah is is yours like that no no this is just an individual what's it called individual like investment mm-hmm. account or something individual taxable account that's it oh, okay yeah, you have to pay your taxes and uh yeah one of the biggest things is low management fees mm-hmm. um it's kind of like we talked a few episodes ago in ETFs, exchange traded funds, it's kind of like that because exchange traded funds, they're not really managed that much, you know, as opposed to mutual funds where you have people staring at them every day and you have to pay someone to do it. Right. If these, um, yeah, you don't have to pay as much. So there's a couple different 
sort of ways they're set up. Some of them, you know, take a percentage of right. your earnings, right? I'd say I know that I pay about 0.25%, so that's pretty yeah, remarkably that's, low. Yeah, that's I think really they'll low. go up to point I use Betterment, which mm-hmm. I think we'll get into, but uh they'll go up to 0.4% if you want to pay for the customer like engagement interaction mm-hmm. with the advisors, but 0.25% is That's not bad low. at all. Yeah. I mean, we were talking as some of the mutual funds, some of the more expensive ones, some of them take up to like 8%, yeah, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So you really don't need that. You don't need, I don't want to like crap all over. No, let's shit all over mutual funds. (laughs) I'm not a fan of mutual funds. I I think they're kind of a ripoff. I don't know. Comparatively. I just like with the technology today, you just really don't need to pay the price for what a robot could do Mm -hmm. just as well, if not better. Which, which in my opinion It's kind of crazy and sad because there's a lot of certifications that you actually do need to become um, a financial advisor and especially a certified financial planner. So I think at this point, it's, and Kevin, this is what we were talking about last week um, and we're getting into is that the loss of manufacturing jobs because of robots, but to to become a certified financial planner, that's, that takes a ton of tests and that's, that's a very, very serious certification. And I mean, for the fact that robots can take that job, I think that just kind of strikes me as pretty crazy, no? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, especially because, uh, you know, our mutual friend, Zach, uh, it will probably Now you on. call him Zach. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm refraining from using his last name. But uh, he, I'm pretty sure he took tests to do it, and he didn't pass. Um, I think he was pretty hungover for the second test uh, that he took. But, you know, regardless, <laughs> <That's about right. laughs> regardless, um, it was a difficult test, and it was long. It's like taking the SATs, you know. Oh, it's, it's like way worse than that. 6 a.m. test, at, you know, for five hours long. Like, it's intense. And but you, you have really a full-time get... job, so it's like, when do you have time to study? Yeah, yeah. I believe that there's – No, that – yeah. I believe that there's, I want to say, th- two parts to the, uh, to the test to become a CFP. And I think that if you don't pass it, you need to wait another year to retake that same part of the test. It's not like you could just take it like a month later. So it's a, it's a very serious system. And I think it's actually more rigorous than getting your CPA, which, I mean, mm. for anyone that you know that's an accountant, um, they've probably bitched and complained about it. It's a four-part test. Um, and the CFP is supposed to be even harder than that. So I think, like, from what you were just referring to, if you could pay a lower percentage to have an algorithm do that, I, I think it's it's just a crazy part to where we've come um, in the ro- in the robotics industry and then moving into the investing industry as well. Yeah, what I want to know, you know, if it, if a human has to pass all these, uh, do the computers have to take the test? <laughs> they should. Is there a computer version? You know, a bunch of robots like walking around really bummed because they pa- they didn't pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're, like going to the bar. Yeah, it's like, oh, why isn't my computer working? Uh, I didn't pass this uh, CFP or whatever. Aww, <laughs> yeah, <sad. it's> like, <laughs> it'll boot up tomorrow. It's <laughs> beep. Fuck it's this boop. <laughs> yeah, boop. <laughs> fuck you, professor. Yeah, boop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of this shit. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so that's a pretty good overview, I think, of what it is. Uh, we, we mentioned Betterment re- um, briefly. Yeah. So Betterment was the first, first commercial, first one available to consumers, basically. You know, this software has been around since the early 2000s, but it was only for professional clients, people who were working on Wall Street, people who were... Yeah, basically, probably kind of cheating at their jobs in a way. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny, you know, someone like creates a software, but their boss doesn't know, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Jenkins, you've been doing fantastic this month. He's like, yeah, Yeah. but he's like sleeping under his desk all day, you know. Hey, that's Um, automation. Yeah. Yeah. So this stuff's been around. Um, I was almost thinking about looking into some of the stuff Wall Street does in terms of automated trading, but that's probably for a whole nother episode. It's really intense, you know. um, because they do things on this micro level, this microsecond level, where they sometimes they'll be trading. As soon as it goes up, you know, even one cent, uh, they'll trade it. And uh, just a real quick story. I remember back when that first kind of started. I forget exactly what year that was, but um, maybe late '90s. There were firms in Wall on Wall Street that were that were moving their computers from one side of the building to the other just to be a little bit closer to where the internet came in. That's crazy. Just to be like, a, you know, a quarter of a second closer uh, to where the internet came in so that they could beat, you know, the other people on the other side of the room. So, but yeah, that's that stuff's really intense. And, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure uh, 
I mean, a lot of trading's done automated, you know, uh, even by Wall Street brokers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I kind of want to focus more today on like um, stuff, you know, stuff we can actually do, you know, as consumers. Like, right. Um, yeah. What's what are some things we can get into? So, so you use Betterment. I do. Right? I so do. yeah, Betterment. Yeah, they were the first one launched in two thousand eight, right after the recession. So, wh how long have you been investing in Betterment? So I've been in with Betterment for over two years. So I graduated college tw December twenty fourteen, and I probably started I don't know maybe six months after that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what attracted me to Robo Advisors is. Graduated college, I got my first full-time job, and I'm mm -hmm. like, what do I do with right. the money? Like, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. How do I act as a responsible adult? And my parents were never into the investing game. We're not particularly, like, concentrated on finances. So I wanted to find a way to invest with my minimal financial knowledge um, without paying a lot of money. So I was advised by like some uncles and things to go into Charles Schwab mm. and I looked up their fees and they're just too expensive and I don't like having to try to call someone. So I wasn't into it. Oh, so so you were originally, you were trying to actually get like a, a human financial advisor. Yeah. I didn't even mm -hmm. know that robo advising was a thing. And even though this was 2014, so yeah. it's been a while. Um, but yeah, so I found out about robo-advisors and I was really attracted to the fact that it's passive investing. I don't need to know so much. I don't need to be sitting there doing the day trades. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but That's I, smart. Did you try yeah. trading at all? Um, no. Like just buying their stocks? No. no. To this that's day, smart, you know, because <laughs> I think that's something that uh, kind of a mistake that we all make. I know we've all done it. You know, everyone I know that has recently got into investing. Yeah, it's like you get Robin Hood, you get E-Trade, and it's like, yeah, I'm just going to start trading. I can I be in, I can be a day trader. It's easy, you know? Well, no, uh, that, that's, that's, that's that. a good thing to get into as well. But the, the way that, you, that you're talking, like from the path that you went on, is a better base because if you just – start investing in random stocks without doing much research on it. That's a way to lose money pretty easily or at least give yourself a chance yeah, exactly. to lose money. <laughs> right. So yeah, I think that that's uh, like, like coming right out of college. I mean, just the same way I mm -hmm. was, um, you hear everybody tell you that you need to diversify your portfolio and like, and through mutual exactly. funds. And uh, like, this is definitely a good alternative to mutual funds and using financial advisors to get access to them. Yeah, and it's great. I think it's really great for young people who don't have so much money but who want to get into the game. And I think investing was traditionally really for like the upper class or the people with the knowledge and then the, I guess, maybe middle class or people who weren't um, educated in finance were sort of left out. And I think robo-advisors have, you know, given us a platform because because a lot of them don't really have minimums. I know Betterment mm. does not have a minimum. Oh, really? It nice. doesn't. Yeah. So that's, again, what attracted me to it. So I didn't have to, you know, Charles Schwab, I think the minimum was like $5,000 oh, or shit. something or yeah. a thousand. I don't really know. Um, but it was more definitely than more yeah. than I had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was able to start with like, I think I started with $100 a month and then uh, I was happy with the return. So I just kept... Nice. Kept it going. Yeah. So were you putting that in yourself or did you like uh, automate it at all? Yeah, even so that? I automated it. I think one thing that also attracted me to this, so this is like, again, six months into my first job out of college. So I was signed up for the 401k and all, so I'm watching that grow. And I'm like, look at that 401k growing. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. It's automated. I can like go 401k. So I think that also attracted me. I was like, okay, automated savings is the way to go. Like mm -hmm. as soon as I get paid, take it out of my account. So that's what I did with this. I started with a hundred dollars a month. And then, um, I don't know, after like a year, maybe I bumped it up. I, I think I got a promotion. Uh, and then I bumped it up to $300 a month. Wow. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. You have to live less under your means. <laughs> it's not what you make. It's what you spend. Do you want to be a permanent co-host on this show? <laughs> I think I'm learning a lot already. <laughs> so cool. Just so just uh, I think it's interesting. Like when you first came out of college, did you specifically like budget yourself that way, where you were going to put a certain amount aside towards investing, uh, save a certain amount of, uh, to put aside in like a bank account, just like checking your savings? Um, like how exactly did you allocate your spending and savings coming out of college? Yeah, so I was telling Kevin, when I first graduated college, I was very, like, concentrated on my finances. Again, my parents were not, like, particularly financially savvy people. And, in fact, maybe, like, they struggled a bit of my life growing up. 
and they didn't like they were not poor by any means like they made a good salary but they just spent it all so when I graduated college I started like becoming interested in personal finance because I didn't want to get into that paycheck to paycheck track and also I worked and still work in higher ed so it's not you know for the millionaires um so I read uh Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Ah, the Bible. It's a fantastic Bible. book. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's a podcast favorite it's a life over changer. here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think the biggest thing I learned from that is, I think what I just said a second ago, it's not about how much money you make, it's about what you spend. Mm. And so, yeah, so I, I started with like an Excel sheet and I would just update it every month, like how much am I spending here? What are my biggest spending categories? How much am I spending on food and alcohol and which are still my biggest categories. Right. <laughs> Always. Well, that's the lifeblood, food yeah. and alcohol. Yeah, you, know? you got <laughs> Those were essentials, so. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I think I had, like, rough budgets. I don't know what they were. I don't know. So I don't, did you actually stick with that, now. though? Because I, I've done something similar. Um, and what I always I did. Just oh, I was going to say, yeah, I lived with my parents at home uh, for the first two years out of college. So, like, it was easier than it is now <laughs> living in an apartment. Um, Me too, for the yeah, most part. I think I, think I yeah, I, I, I think I did fine for the first few years. I don't use the Excel sheet anymore, though, so I can't. Well, Kevin it. and I have actually done an episode on um, going moving back home after college versus just moving out on your own. Um, mm-hmm. And it's I'm a big supporter. I really am. If you have cool parents, like my parents are really cool like they let me live they drink with me like they're they're the best my parents are really cool i'd move back with them now (laughs) i actually just got a letter that my i uh, i didn't open it someone else opened it that my landlord wasn't paying rent or mortgage so we're Uh me and all my neighbors were like crap are we gonna have to move out and i was like whatever i'd go live with my parents (laughs) it's chill um but yeah no so i'm a big supporter of that um if you if you've got like cool parents i commuted to philly from south jersey so it wasn't bad. Saved money, paid down debts, you know, the whole millennial dream. Yeah, I did the same thing as well. Um, I, I just like I, I found it interesting just the way that you're talking about it. Like you're very organized with that. Like I, I, I commend you for that. I don't think me and Kevin are even close to anything that you just described. I've done the Excel sheet well, me before. Too, but it, <laughs> for, like, for like four months. You all rocked an Excel sheet from one time to another. Yeah. I've definitely come to terms with yeah. how much I'm spending I've on given, certain things before. Yeah. You know? I, so I have a rough estimate. It was more to like see how much I'm spending and like to also see it on a piece of paper. Like I yeah. spent how much? Are you kidding? <laughs> I gave Wawa how much of my paycheck this week? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? I spent how much at the bar? Um, see, the real trick is just think- to take out cash. So then you just have no idea what you're no, spending it on. No. When you've been <laughs> drinking too much. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I'm totally joking. That's absolutely the <laughs> absolute worst thing you can do. Also, you got to get those credit card points. I'm a big credit card points person. Me too. Me too. <laughs> That's a different episode. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> They give you points for going over your limit, right? Yeah. Yeah, they love that. They support it. <laughs> yeah, it's bonus points. It's uh, it's d- double yeah. points whenever you go it's over a game. your limit. It's I a actually, game. I just started paying. It's getting a little tangent. But I just started paying down my credit cards, like oh, no. doing pretty well on it. But then the one increased my credit score or er, limit. I'm sorry. They increased my credit limit by like a thousand dollars because they're like, oh, we see you're trying to pay it off. That's actually good. You Here's, want? Your, yeah, I know. I know yeah. it's a good thing, but it's like, oh, come back to yeah, us. You I know, know, come back it's to the terrible. the dark side. Like. You have a thousand more dollars to spend. My credit limits are like insane. I think because I always call them to get a higher and higher credit limit Mm -hmm. to have the credit utilization lower. So I have something like, like $30,000 a month. Oh my God. It's insane. (laughs) I have obviously I spend nothing close to that. I have right under 20 and I thought that was insanely high. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Well, I'm glad mine is nothing close to either of yours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, sh- every month I'm like, should I buy a house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> should, I? <laughs> should I buy a, a trailer home on credit yeah. with my credit card? All right. Um, so <laughs> back, back to, to back to you know, let's get back to robo investing. See, you know, this is why you know robots could never talk on a podcast because they would just they'd already be done with this whole outline <laughs> we have. Um, They'd have an so, algorithm to have the podcast uh, done in a minute and a half. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just wire the information you in your brain. So, yeah. But all right, yeah. Kevin, right. Go, go ahead, continue. All right, so we're talking about um, you know, uh, we were talking beginning back into you starting up, and you know, mm-hmm. so you made the decision yourself that you were going to get into this, which is a very smart move. You know, I I kind of wish I had known about this um back then because yeah, 
like me and Dan both kind of made the mistake of trying to trade on our own without knowing anything and just buying whatever and losing a bunch of money <laughs> off the bat. You know, we're a little bit it's smarter a now, experience. a little bit. You but um, so when you start up I and mean, what's the process like? Uh, is it like a survey I've read? You know, yeah. there's and honestly, by this point, there are dozens of different robo advisors. So we're going to get into a couple a little bit later. But um, yeah, what did Betterment ask you? I mean, how did it determine what? what you what to invest for mm-hmm. you sure so it starts with you know basic background information like your age um and i think that has to do with like your level of risk um and then it asks if you have specific goals and that's something i really like about betterman and i think that's unique to betterman as opposed to the others you could choose different goals like are you trying to save for a house you're trying to pay down debt like well, are you trying to save for your kids college what what are your goals here then that also has to do with your level of risk um what other questions i don't know age i, I don't <laughs> really know age and what's your goal oh okay so uh, how much money do you want to save in what period of time? Mm. So I think that's yeah, that's something I've seen. With off. there, there actually is a lot. I mean, you know, uh, Betterment was definitely the the leader in the industry and still is in a lot of ways. But yeah, the big thing is like goals. You know, it's like mm-hmm. how much do you want to save, and it kind of helps you say, well, if you want ten grand, then you're going to need to save this much money. Yeah, I think month. it helps to quantify it mm-hmm. because it's one thing to say I want to buy a house, I want to buy a house. It's another thing to say I want to save thirty thousand dollars in three years. Right. So, and I think that's important. I think, yeah, that's something um, that's kind of good for any saving. You know, it's always good to have a little bit of a rainy day fund, but it's also like, well, if you are saving up for something, what is it? You know, mm-hmm. or what? What do you have to look forward to? Right. You know. Right. So I had mine again with a house that would change your risk. Like, say you wanted to put it down on a house uh, in like five years, you're not going to be in a really high risk class. Um, I think mine is just like build wealth or i think it's called yeah like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just trying to get rich here (laughs) um but yeah so like if obviously if you're saving for a house you want to take that money out and keep it relatively liquid so you want to be in a lower risk class so they ask you questions like that again this was like close to three years ago yeah yeah. so i can't really (laughs) we should have done a sample survey but you know that makes sense it's like um it's just trying to get a sense of where you are in your life and where right. you are in your financial world. What you know, goals, if you were yeah. if you were forty and already owned a house, it'd probably be a lot different mm-hmm. than you know being in your mid twenties and um, and renting or with uh, having dreams of maybe someday buying a house. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. TBD. Um, so so that was kind of another thing I wanted to ask you. I mean, so basically, you put money in. Um, and we'll look at your portfolio in a minute because it is very diverse. You know, it's yeah. it's a pretty well built thing. So you didn't pick any of those yourself. No, correct. I have no idea mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And it buys them automatically. It does. And I mean, if you look at it, it'll tell you what it's buying. So like if I'm talking to someone and want to impress them, I'll be like, <laughs> oh, look, I just sold whatever. Um, but no, I have no idea what's happening. And it doesn't even tell you. I mean, it tells you if you want to know, but yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Let's take a look at it actually, because it's very diverse. I mean, it's it has uh, it's got a little bit of we got some Vanguard in there. It's it's mostly Vanguard ETFs. Yeah, it's mostly built from ETFs, and I think that's how they're able to keep. Yeah, you know, we talked about Vanguard a lot in our ETF episode. And, you know, that's they're just a massive company. You know, that has a bunch of wealth and a bunch of asset platforms and and management services. Um, so what I also like about the app, I'll just say, cause I just opened it up is you're able to change your target allocation, um, automatically. So I originally invested, I think I was like 90% bonds, 10% stocks. Um, and oh, then that's you can a, change that's it a very conservative profile. Then. Wait, no, I said, I meant 90% stocks, 10% bonds. Yeah, That's yeah. what I meant. So not yeah. conservative. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But even still, you know, a platform that allows you to uh, that automatically buys bonds for you is pretty nice yeah. because you know that's something you can't really get with like Robinhood or you know some of, or uh, some of these other apps like Light apps um, right. that we're gonna get. And into it's very complicated if you if you try to like purchase. Or it's not that complicated, but it's a little more annoying to just purchase a corporate bond yourself on its own. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. doing all of these things just individually as opposed to doing it all at once by picking a risk tolerance. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good because it's able to like you could physically move to change the allocation. Like I remember after um, 
the recent U.S. election. I was super nervous for the economy. I was I thought it was going to crash. So I was able to just easily go into my Betterment account and move it all to like 100 percent bonds. And like I was able to sleep a little bit better that <laughs> night. Um, and then obviously a few days later. I, yeah, it's honestly been doing great this <laughs> yeah. past year. Yeah, honestly, I, have, I, can't, I can't complain about that. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to go through this real quick. It is a really nice uh, it's, it's a nice looking portfolio. So Thank you. currently Thank her, you, you know, um, I don't know if you necessarily remember what you told it. But, you know, you told it to be a little conservative, right? But not So I started with risky. 90% stocks 10 percent bonds and mm-hmm. then they but now you're up me. to 64 percent stocks and 36 that's true because bonds. i started to put more and more money into it because i was so happy with the returns and then they emailed me that they thought that they could uh decrease my risk a little bit while keeping the same returns and mm. i like that i reviewed all their points that they gave me and i was like let's do it wait they they sent you an email they did they did and like ultimately i had to press yes to like change the allocation but i appreciated that they were like hey we can you've got some money in here Let's oh i see here oh okay so, so yeah you right on the app there's a little there's actually a slider yeah. that just says change target allocation right. so you can change the percentage of stocks to bonds exactly very, so very it was easily like 2 a.m trump is now our president yeah. and I put it all to bonds. <laughs> so julie when you said they emailed you you're assigned like a service rep within betterment right that's monitoring the account and what the algorithm is doing or do you think the email was automated too? The email might have been automated. Like, so I, th- to my understanding, to have a specific person that you interact with, I think you have to be in the Betterment premium version, which Got I it. think okay. is that. So like I said, I pay 0.25%. I think if you have that version, it's 0.4%. Hmm. Again, which is extremely competitive. Um, I don't pay for that. But no, I think I got an email... Jeez, I don't know. Who so it was probably just CEO. like it was like when your account hit the CEO. It was like <laughs> was when like your Julie. account hit a certain <laughs> number, um, and then when you had made X percentage of returns, they would automate that email to be sent out to you uh, to reallocate something like that. That sounds good. Maybe. Probably. I wonder if it did have anything to do. You said that happened around the election. Did I? No. I oh no, that was that. different. Oh okay. I don't. Know. That was when I changed the. Uh, oh, you changed it yourself. Oh, okay. I, I forget. So what it I, was just yeah. It definitely up. was when it reached a certain point. Yeah. And it saw that you were doing so well in a certain way. Well, um, I was just saying we could decrease your risk without sacrificing your gain. So mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's see if I can find the email. Yeah, I mean, who's gonna say no to that? I know, and they gave <laughs> me all the points, and I was like, this sounds great. So how is yeah how is the customer service for Betterment when you've actually had to reach out to somebody if you've had to at all? Yeah, can't say I have. Um, I haven't actually. I've been so pleased. These past two years have been blissful. The robots are just <laughs> doing their jobs. They're keeping me happy. Doing uh, our job. That's honestly incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I, and I'm not like a huge customer service person, but like I've like my bank. I could tell you I call. I could tell you I call Verizon Wireless and Wells Fargo like <laughs> more often than I'd like. So, no, to say that I haven't called customer service is probably a good sign. So, here's another question. If you did need to get a hold of someone, I mean, would you do you even know how? Yeah. It's, okay. It's so, they the are. App. So, there are. It is possible. Yeah, for sure. So, if you wanted to sell something. Yeah. If you wanted to cash out and liquidate. Yeah. Would, are you able to do that? For sure. Like, and that's another thing what? I love about Betterment is like the feeling of liquidity. So, mm. you go into the app. I'll show you, Kevin. Um, and you can easily click transfer and just withdraw. And it wow. tells you exactly how much money you have, exactly how much you could take out, and exactly your bank account's going to. Again, I've never done that, but like the feeling of liquidity is really nice. That's pretty impressive. I know. Even with um even with the bonds and everything. Yeah. Huh. So I'm really I, and again, I've never done this, but the feeling that I can helps me. So you haven't taken it. anything out I yet? Haven't. You just no. put it in. I just put <laughs> wow. it in for yeah. now. <laughs> for now. And again, uh when you're under this transfer app, you could immediately immediately put a deposit like at one point i would say after like a year or so i was pleased with the results so i wanted to put like a chunk sum from my savings into it so i just easily did the deposit they have other options where i use auto deposit where every single month a certain amount comes out of my account you could also do smart deposit which is cool where you say you know i feel comfortable having x amount of dollars in my bank account and then any surplus of that betterment will take from your bank account and invest i don't do that but i think it's cool Interesting. 
Very interesting. So do you have any investments other than Betterment? Or are you all in on this pretty much? <laughs> um, so I ha- I've got a little nest egg in Wells Fargo. That's not mm-hmm. investing, but that's just... Uh, it's your savings? Oh, or um, I mean, honestly, this is most of <laughs> my savings, but I, it's I my mean, like, do you have uh, do it's you have my, any other stock or bonds elsewhere? Just you don't have any uh, other my fidelity four hundred one k account. Yeah, just, just that. But yeah, besides that, oh, I'm in. Uh, I'm a little bit invested in the cryptocurrencies as of recently. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we obviously couldn't finish an episode in? without bringing up crypto. So yeah, <laughs> it's mandatory. I can't get like an hour of the day without mentioning yeah. Bitcoin. Miller, we need to we need to find a sound effect for every time we mention crypto. <laughs> <laughs> the robot thing. Yeah. Just a little <laughs> beep, ching. Beep, 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 beep. No, robot no. money. <laughs> beep, ding, dong, dong. <laughs> yeah, is the is also uh, the co or the not the co the main host and the producer of the podcast as well, Kev. You got to get on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess I need to find other crypto noise. Yeah, That's I don't know true. what it is. We'll figure it out. Um. Mm-hmm. So, I do want to look at. Let's see. I wanted to look at how much you've actually made on this. We don't necessarily need to go into your uh, how much money you put in. That's good. But you made. It tells you the percentage. Okay. You do a percentage. Yeah. Where's the where, where's, what's yeah. the percentage? So an, another thing I love about this, I'm not a professional <laughs> Betterment um spon- uh, like give I'm us not a sponsor, sponsor Betterment. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like we are like you robotic metal bastards. If you guys need a sponsor, <laughs> call me, John Stein, CEO of Betterment. My number is. You know the CEO. Are you, <laughs> I are you get emails it. from I him. I know his name okay. though. I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan of this <laughs> app. Um. Okay. So what I love about this is you could easily move. the app over and then it tells you exactly how much you put in exactly how much you've earned and your earnings percentage that's something i don't see in my 401k and i'm like how much have i put in how much have you made for me like what what is happening yeah i don't know what's happening (laughs) where this makes it really clear and i feel like for most investors that's all they want to know like how much yeah how much money you made how How much much percentage you're up yeah that's all we care about so yeah so right now I'm sitting at, if you look at the total simple earnings percentage, it's 20.3. That's pretty good. 20.3? And then it tells you, yes. In the past two years, I mean, that's about what the market's been Is doing. Is Bernie right? Madoff no. running Betterment from jail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it tells you exactly how they calculate it, too. So it's total earnings percentage is calculated by dividing your earnings by your net deposits or average net deposits, depending on which more is more appropriate. Then you could click learn more. They give you so much information. And then I think they give you like monthly emails to just educate you more. What yeah. did you find is the average market? Did you find it? I don't know. I just okay. know that it was up 20%, the 23% the past year. I 23%. just remember. Well, not yeah. Right. In 20, 27, what year is it? Yeah. 2017, it was up 23%, okay, well, which was kind of an insane. Well, that, that was, it was kind of an anomaly, honestly. Because look at this. Happen, this but. tells you simple earnings. And then there's also time weighted return, which is actually closer to 30%. Oh, wow. Interesting. Do you want to explain the and main difference should... between that? So, uh, okay, I'm going to read this one. Go unless you know what it is. Yeah, by so, heart. The time-weighted return is the return of the Betterment portfolio over a select amount of time. Okay. This is the time-weighted return excluding the impact um, of your own cash flow and transfers. If you're comparing returns to other investments you hold, you should use this return. Is that time-weighted? Uh, yeah, that's time-weighted. So we should use the, what is simple it, Simple earning is, is calculated by dividing your earnings by a net deposit or average net deposit. Um, so basically the difference is that like, if you looked at it right now, you have 20%, but if you looked at it by time weighted, that means like, because you're putting in a hundred dollars a month and then $300 a month, it's looking at it, um, in a longer period of time so that- rather than just comparing how much you've deposited and how much your money's actually worth. That's the simple earnings. Right, because... Whereas time-weighted, it's more about, like, um, it, it comparing to other investments, like it's... So it was the 20... The and 20% was time-weighted? You know? No, that was simple earnings. Okay. Yeah. Time, the time-weighted is almost 30, 29. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty good. Again, Betterment, we are accepting sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> we have so many listeners, and they all want to invest in Betterment. Well, so... We've gone over Betterment a lot, and just to prove that we're not <laughs> just doing an entire podcast plug chills. for Betterment, yeah. um, I, know. I actually, and Kev, you've, you, uh, you're familiar with some other ones as well, but the one that I wanted to go over was Acorns. Yeah, do it. You were the, the king of Acorns. And uh, I'm, I'm literally bugging, well, it's because I get a $5 referral fee if Kevin signs up, so I, I bug him <laughs> like, but, and also because it's one of the smartest things you could do in my opinion. 
All right. All right. So, Sirius sent me. I, I promise I'll do it this time. <laughs> so everything that you just went over with Betterment, Acorns is a pretty similar pla- platform. Uh, the main thing, though, is it's only accessible from the app. So while they do have a website, um, you could type acorns.com in your URL, but you're not actually able to go in and invest on the website. It's totally app-based, kind of the same way that Robinhood is. And it uh, it really does have a lot of the same qualities uh, as Betterment. So uh, you could put in a uh, just a, a weekly a weekly or monthly re- recurring investment, and uh, you just pick a risk tolerance, and it'll automatically allot your money. So I believe that there's right. Well, another one of the things that that kind of differentiates it too is it it takes like the spare change from your purposes. Uh, purchases right and invest it well correct yeah that, i you was have gonna that set up on yours yes i was gonna get to that that's even more so than setting up a weekly or monthly recurring investment you can link it to your bank account or credit card and let's say that you make a purchase that's um thirty dollars and one cent the rest of that 99 cents would then be uh just deposited into acorns and then you can actually do multipliers off of that so you could do times two for whatever that loose change is and if you actually have an even dollar amount, it'll just invest a dollar. And so, um, again, that's any flat fee. Oh, interesting. Right. And that, I, I mean, I've noticed it mostly from Venmo because you're majority of the time you're. Oh, that's really? So true. Yeah. You're Venmoing somebody a just a flat point. dollar amount. And every <laughs> time that you make a transaction and it's flat, it puts in an extra dollar. And what? Yep, so it actually does huh. it. And. The the name of it is is derived from well, uh, it, acorns squirrels right <laughs> from I, I think they're I think <laughs> actually they're uh, they're saying or not they're saying their um their motto is from acorns grow mighty trees so it's uh, from just oh, from pennies yeah. will grow so, you a thousand dollar account somewhere uh, that's being invested <laughs> as it goes wow. in and the the one beautiful uh, i'm inspired now yeah so the one main difference and i actually calculated my percentage um is that you said that you're paying 0.25% right julie on betterment yeah yeah so there's a $1 a month fee $1 a month regardless of how much is in your investment portfolio so hmm. for me i'm not going to give an exact percent but uh, i'm paying way less than 0.25% based on that $1 a month fee and just to give you an example. You're converting me. So that would be $12. Let's just say that you have $10,000 in there. And um, you're paying $1 a month. So that's uh, $12 for the entire year. That was, I mean, your percentage is just 12 divided by 10,000. Which is a little bit more than 10%. 0.0012. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. Move the decimals. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing the math. Uh, that's I hate when we do random math on this because I'm always like, oh god. Yeah. Louisiana it? State <laughs> University. Really, it really puts the pressure on. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that doesn't even account if you just decided to put fifty grand in here. Um, mm-hmm. And the again. So the, do you put money in besides um, you know besides what it takes off your debit and Venmo purchases? Uh, so which is like. That is perfect. It's almost like having your mom like right by you, mm-hmm. being like, "All right, you gave you know you gave Dan ten dollars. Now give me a dollar. Yeah, you know, I'll put no, it in the piggy bank. It's for like you. at like, CVS when they're like, "Would you round that up to save a child's heart?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, sure, okay, <laughs> call me charitable. Yeah, we all do that. Yeah. Right. Anyway, <laughs> acorns. <laughs> so can we talk about returns on acorns? Yeah, let's let's compare. I know yours are pretty good though overall. Uh, mine. For lifetime since I've had my account were fifteen point nine percent, and that's since April two thousand sixteen. Okay, all right. all right. So Betterment wins out by a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, I'm cool with I'm cool with that. But return, lo- loses on fees, loses on fees. Oh, they, Acorns wins on, on Betterment fees. loses on fees a little bit this round. Yeah, Just this round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Robo showdown. <laughs> and so one other thing, and this is very similar to Betterment as well, is that. You just choose from five different risk tolerances, which is uh, very aggressive, moderately aggressive, moderate, uh, moderately conservative, and conservative. And you just choose one of those That's five. Insane. And it literally shows you a no, pie chart okay. that breaks out the percentages for what's invested in large company stocks, small company stocks, real estate stocks, government bonds, corporate bonds, and international stocks. So obviously with conservative, 
you're going to have much more U.S. and corporate bonds. And then when you go all the way to aggressive, uh, you have more large company stocks and international stocks. And um, it, it doesn't there is a report that you can pull uh, to show exactly what is in the large company stocks, but it's constantly changing, though. It's based on an algorithm mm-hmm. that's um, that, that has like a model of intelligence. It's like, OK, drop this company from the portfolio if X happens and then add this if X happens. And so right. it does shift the shift the money around a little bit. Yep. You know, absolutely yeah i guess that's kind of a key to all of these right i mean i think it's the algorithms have it's you ever seen that algorithms. happen or does it always add you were kind of talking about this earlier it was like oh we're gonna rebalance your portfolio a little bit it'll decrease the risk but you know your returns will stay the yeah. same does it always ask you or i don't know how, how often you really me. look at it, it you tells know me like it tells you like tells we changed your portfolio yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. gonna the like relationships. it <laughs> <laughs> it's not a two-way street. it's a one-way it's relationship a one-way. <laughs> <laughs> i just listen um but no it'll tell me like we reinvested your dividends and like okay, into uh-huh. tax efficient accounts and i'm like all right nice i like it sounds good so what what um what risk tolerance are you on on acorns dan um I was aggressive and then I moved it to moderately aggressive. I just, and I did that. Sounds about I did right. that around the time Trump became president. Cause I, I just was, <laughs> I, I was thinking, you know what? I, I don't, I wasn't exactly sure what was going to happen with the market. Uh, but it generally will shift one way or another based on a public freakout. And I, I thought right. that it did have the chance to just plummet. And I had a, I, I'm unlike Julie, I've actually withdrawn from that. Uh, when I needed to, just put a de- like a deposit down for uh, security deposit for rent. I pulled out of there a little bit, um, but yeah, it's it's very scary to have that much money in something that you are considering your portfolio aggressive. That's in vast majority <laughs> yeah. large company and international stocks. So, uh-huh. um, but yeah, one other thing that I wanted to mention too, and I, I don't know if Betterman has a form of this, but Acorns has this feature called Found Money. Um, and it's almost like a credit card where you can get either a percentage or dollar amount off for spending with a certain company. And I, I mean, I'm sure you guys have credit cards where there's offers like, um, oh, like uh, within this month, you can get 10% off of Dollar Shave Club if you if you use this credit yeah. card. So, so I mean, they're just partnering up with places, right. basically, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Um, but I mean, just to name a few, and some of them are actually pretty large. If you're an Airbnb host, the your first host you get two hundred dollars put into your um acorns account if you use your linked credit card and um for blue apron you get 30 bucks off your first order if you use your link credit card um movement watches if you buy one of those watches you get 10 percent off with using the link credit card and then so on so it's almost like yeah so you almost get like credit card type benefits and they from at using this point this i'm just looking at it's it. almost better because they're just giving you cash you know right i've made i've yeah. made 61 I mean, dollars doing host really? i just i, I one of them used cool. to be jack threads and i just i i used to i mean before it shut down i love jack threads um <laughs> it was just they gave me 20 bucks to like just extra put into my acorns account for buying shirts it was their last push. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Is that a clothing store? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's not like... Jack, jacked threads? But they... R.I.P. And, and I also think... Oh, and last thing. I mean, obviously, as you could tell, I am I might even be more excited about Acorns than Julius Betterman. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll go head-to-head with you. I think we're going head-to-head. We're both... You're are both, we? Is this happening right <laughs> yeah. now? This is a contest. Robo showdown. Um, <laughs> You're both shills. So... Similar also to to Robinhood, um, and almost almost Snapchat. Like the way, so the, you know, Snapchat has that entire news platform where you can um, you can watch stories and then swipe up and then read articles. Mm-hmm. There's almost a similar aspect on Acorns, uh, where they have an entire like education section uh, mixed with the news section. Oh, really? So, so it gives you news articles, almost like Yahoo Finance uh, mixed. Yeah, in. but they have like they that. have a cool th- uh, thing though where you can kind of click to watch a video and then swipe up to get to an article. So nice. So it's almost yeah, exactly like, like Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. It is exactly, but I it's not, where they got their idea from. Yeah. Right. It's super Snapchat. original. Yeah. It is exactly like Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat is the ultimate place to steal ideas. It really from. is. Like Instagram literally did, Facebook, Facebook and did. Instagram and God, acorns for Christ's <laughs> yeah, sake. They, didn't, from it. they like, didn't even, they don't even try to make it different. Yeah. They're like, we're a fin- they're like, finance a platform. Idea. We'll steal from this. Yeah. <laughs> they won't notice the whole swipe up movement. 
Yeah, really... <laughs> revolutionized. <laughs> Before we only knew left and right, and then there was Snapchat. I can say, Dan, you're definitely selling this well. Like I'm 100% downloading <laughs> Acorns tonight. Well, so it'd all be right, cool if you had a code. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done with I'm done with promoting Acorns. I I, I won't talk okay. about it longer. Uh, but the point I'm gonna again, go through a a quick uh, okay. You can finish one last thought on Acorns. Well, it's not even a thought on Acorns. It's just a thought in okay. general on discussing Betterman and Acorns. Why would you ever pay a mutual fund advisor X percentage more than yeah. we're talking about uh, when they For have sure. everything that you could ever possibly need to access in this app? Uh, like Julie said, she's never needed to reach right. out to well, customer so service many. for Betterment. But I could. But mm-hmm. I don't. But you don't, you need, don't to. need to. Yeah, no. exactly. you don't even need to. I mean, and back I think- in the day, there you, you, when you have a human financial advisor, uh, you have to call them if you mm-hmm. want them to sell something. Which is ridiculous. And I remember reading stories um, from people back right uh, in 2008. They wanted to sell. They knew something was going on. Yeah. They wanted to sell. And their their advisor's like, no, 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 no. It'll be fine. They're like, please sell it for me. And he's like, no. And they got into, they'd get into huge arguments <laughs> with their advisors yeah, about like it. Yeah, like imagine. You know, and it's like, and then they lost all their money. Or, you know, or their advisor would finally give in. and be like, fine. And but then imagine, everything crashed. And they're like, told you, motherfucker. Imagine you know? like the, the night of the election at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. when Donald Trump is our president. Imagine everyone calling their advisor. Yeah. And I also think, like, uh, obviously these apps are targeted towards millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a trend we've been seeing is millennials don't like to talk to people. Like, <laughs> even, like, I'll be with a group yep. of friends and we want to order pizza. And they're yeah. like, oh, who wants to talk on the phone? Nobody wants to talk. Yeah, yeah, it's like, time right it's like when you yeah. <laughs> podcast is hell. Um, it's like, it's like when you, when you call an Uber, <laughs> you'd like there to be an option on your yeah. Uber for the driver not to speak to you. Just to text you. Yeah. Yeah. So like nobody, Don't talk just, no, nobody no speaking wants piece. to talk to a stranger. <laughs> it's terrible. That's a terrible trait. Whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's why these apps are good. Like nobody wants to call stupid Charles Schwab representatives mm-hmm. and be like, please, please, please sell my stuff just for them to be like, eh, no. I think it's a really like, good Like screw point. you. Yeah. Like I want to sell when I want to sell. And that's what we do here with mm-hmm. the robo advising. I think, yeah, kind of harkening back to another episode we did about uh, millennials killing everything. You know, <laughs> one of the <laughs> biggest good, trends like was that. like we don't want to talk to people. You know, or we don't want to talk necessarily talk to some representative. I mean, sometimes it's fine, but like, uh, you know, if we can get away without it, you know. So one other thing: how many times have each of you screwed up, whether it was minor or major, at your job in the last week? Oh, like how long do we have to talk? <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> how long does these, this podcast go? Like a when lot. we're talking about money managers, whether you're working at Fidelity or Charles Schwab, these are real people that are making mistakes that work just the way we are. Right. Mm. So yeah, you yeah. take out, and, and not saying that an algorithm can ever just shit out or screw up and people are designing these algorithms, but it takes out a human error element of, of it as well. Right? Yeah. Like do you, would you, yeah. it's kind of to compare it to manufacturing. If you have a machine that could put a piece of metal onto a car uh, just over and over and over and over, wouldn't you trust that more than having a human in a factory do that? Yeah. Yeah, you might get tired or bored or put it on just your a shoulder, little bit. Your shoulder could hurt. Time, you, know? you get you get a little sweat yeah. in your eyes at one moment. It's the exact same type of thing. There's, with, a, uh, there's a workman's comp suit. Yeah. <laughs> for all you know, your financial yeah. advisor uh, could have just had their spouse cheat on them. Or they could have spilled that coffee all true. over their pants earlier in the morning. You just don't want to yeah. deal with your shit. True. Or they could be just a little bit, you know, not mm-hmm. coked up enough one day. You know, you just have to <laughs> give them coke. We're not paying for coke habits with <laughs> yeah. our robo, robo that, advising companies. That's what those, yeah, that's what those high mutual fund yeah. fees are, really. <laughs> it's the, it's cocaine. the cocaine fee. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. We've seen, we've all seen Wolf of Wall Street. This is called responsible investing. <laughs> or you could just be entering a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, yeah. Very all true, true. <laughs> all true. Trust Hopefully, no human. Yeah. I will say, I I haven't seen anything that resembles a Ponzi scheme in any of these uh, robo advising. But wood. but it is Jeez. possible. I mean, just keep I your hope eyes the whole out. Thing's if, a Ponzi if, scheme. <laughs> oh my fuck! But if there's, <laughs> but you know, going back, you know, as we learned from Bernie Madoff, if it ever says, "Oh, you can't take your money out for six months or a yeah. year or exactly. whatever," it's Bad a Ponzi sign. scheme. That sign. Like, there was imagine, actually recently. Imagine when yeah, I, a whole crypto, <laughs> a, a whole coin that that happened to, and it all oh, went really? down. Uh, BitConnect. Yeah, it was turned. It was it was so obviously a Ponzi scheme, but they made millions of dollars off it, and they they shut it down and dipped out. Mm. So. I respect Sorry to the anyone hustle. that happened too. It was very obviously a Ponzi <laughs> oh scheme. When was that? It just happened last week. It happened Basically, last week. they said, 
Yeah, basically, they were going on for a while, and I followed them on Instagram. It's basically saying, oh, you know, if you invest this, we guarantee you this return, but you can only um, – it was like, we guarantee you 20% if you keep it in for six months, Mm-mm. 30% if you keep it in for eight months, you know, 40% if you keep it in for a year. You know, that's obviously a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. And then, like, maybe a couple people got returns. And, of course, the, there was a guy on Instagram every day like, oh, look how many Bitcoins I have, you know. He was a oh, – no. yeah, he was, like, one of the guys behind it. And then, yeah, it was all gone one day. <laughs> no. People were out a lot of money. Sucks to suck. All right. If you were to make a handbook for red flags for a Ponzi scheme, you could just write yeah. down what you just said. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> Led by someone really charismatic. <laughs> Um, as far as, I'm just going to hear these real quick. As far as other, you know, there, like I said at the top of the show, there are dozens of these robo-advising platforms now. Betterman is, and Wealthfront are a couple of the big ones. Acorns is sweet, you know, because it's just on your phone. Same with Stash. It's very similar. Um, Stash is a little bit more like it lets you choose from a handful of ETFs that they recommend. And, you know, by this point, all the big names, all the big uh, retail um, brokers have them. Fidelity has one, E-Trade, Vanguard, Schwab. They all have some sort of, you know, robotic advisor analysis tool on them. And uh, there are a couple other ones. Bloom, three O's, is, uh, and Rebounds IRA are both good for uh, retirement funds. So, so honestly, just search for it. There's plenty of stuff out there. There's so much. There's uh, there's a, literally a website called Pro Advi- oh, I'm sorry, com. So, you know, if you want to learn more. All yeah. The also, ner- yeah, it, it's easy to say. Also, I, I I've used this for credit cards in the past, but Nerd Wallet isn't bad either. I think they have a very like yeah, yeah. easy great. interface mm-hmm. to follow. Um, as far as uh, one of the main sources for this podcast, <laughs> Nerd Wallet. Oh, sponsored by Nerd Wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by. We definitely reference a Nerd Wallet uh, article at least every episode. Yep, I'd say I'd say Nerd Wallet right. is responsible for forty percent of the information on this podcast. <laughs> and the rest is yeah just Wikipedia. pure knowledge ah, pure hard knowledge. unadulterated knowledge <laughs> all right <laughs> i think that's enough talk on, on some of the technical stuff let's get in some segments robo segments all right do you want you, you do my sound effects. no or, segment. or kev you could just beep, what, beep, what you could actually do is you could just cut and plug you going People, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> yeah. And then just replay it every yeah. single time you're yeah. about to see <laughs> Cool. So we sort of did this on the last episode, but um, we can do this as well. But uh, in terms of services, I think in the last episode we talked about, you know, like what, what industries do we want to see totally robotized or automated? But I want to hear Julie's answer for it. You know, what would you like to see automated, you know, in terms yeah. of a service like financial advising? Yeah. So I'm in an MBA program at Temple and we I recently took an information technology class. So we had this uh, project where we all had to decide on which industry we had to um, we wanted to see automated. So I have a little. Oh, oh. So you re- wrote a whole I'm paper ready. on it. Yeah, right. Holy shit. It was our thesis. <laughs> I know. Ready? OK, so I said we my team said real estate because mm. right now the real estate industry is terrible. Buying a house is terrible. And there are so many things that we can get automated, like home inspections, for example. That could be a robot. Really? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, sure. Why not? (laughs) Like a Roomba with like some extra hands on it? I imagine like plugging something into the wall, like an outlet and it being like, um, you need a new roof. Yeah. yeah. It just like sends like a signal. Yeah. (laughs) Like your furnace is very outdated. Yeah. Yeah, This floor is going to collapse. Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And open houses robots yeah that could be a robot See, i definitely think open houses would be easy like i mean just have like a touchpad or something mm-hmm. or like a key code yeah. i mean they already kind of do that but it's just like oh there's the keys in the lockbox you know yeah um and even like uh i've never bought a house if you can't tell but like when they do the closings and the closing fees mm-hmm. and all that like it's just so much money for what like for nothing so and also, I, I want to go on an app. Like, all this bullshit. Sorry. I don't no, know no, no. You're absolutely let it curse. Uh, go ahead. Fuck. Okay. Don't fucking curse <laughs> on here. <laughs> what the hell's so, wrong with you? Just, like, all the bullshit to buy shit. a house. Like, you have to... <laughs> so, you have to decide to buy a house. And then, what does it take? Like, a year or so? I have mm-hmm. friends buying houses. It takes forever. Like, I want to go on my app. I want to find a house that's foreclosing. And I want to transfer money. And I want to buy that house that night. That's yeah, what I want. That betterment money. Yeah, baby. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. So I vote the real estate industry needs to be disrupted and automated. Well, that's a good answer. Thank you. Thank <laughs> that's you. very, that's I mean, it's so very interesting. What do, you, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we're going to steal that and make a business now. Oh, I, okay. I know. <laughs> I thought about that. I'm like, I have no IT knowledge to help with that. Yeah, it'd be like if Zillow, but you could just like press a button and be like, buy now. Buy. You know? Exactly. It's like Why Zillow and eBay mixed, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my parents recently bought a house and it took them a year. It's ridiculous. From the time that they like decided they were going to buy it until the time they were all moved out. And know? like, I'm sure the ticket price, whatever it was, is way less than they actually spent. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, at the meantime, it's, it's all these real estate, you know, agents just getting rich off being the middle it's man. It's bullshit. <laughs> I, I think there could be bullshit. some middle parts cut out. Um, and but, but but I think that there's first of all there is a human element to it where you would just want to just press a button to buy a house that you've never seen before that's been foreclosed like you wouldn't want to actually I mean you bought you buy a stock you don't know much about yeah but that's somewhere where you got to live <laughs> well, well I see I see but what um, if there I was more as like an investment but what if okay. there was a robot that was currently chilling in the vacant house and it's like you could like take mm-hmm. over and like you know look around through it you know yeah. they do this have is a black mirror episode by the places way places where this is black yeah. mirror season five <laughs> sponsored by black mirror all right yeah here's the black mirror reference wait neither of you guys watch black mirror <laughs> no oh, no please do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. everyone tells me i should watch yeah, it we'll watch it eventually. it's right, so it. i mean i've explained this before on the podcast but all right you have one minute to talk about black no i'm not even gonna bring anything up with it it's just how <laughs> And it's generally negative, but it's just uh, a dystopian future of how a certain piece of technology um, could affect society. So I, the easiest, right. the most, I, I won't go into any specific ones, but that what you're describing could could be a Black Mirror episode, just where the entire housing market is automated and just. Yo, this is this actually goes perfectly into the next segment. How long do you think? So we have all these robo advisors right now. So it's literally algorithms and computers controlling your money. And they do sell them at some point. We we know that. You know, they do trade them around without you necessarily approving it. So uh, how long before, like, I don't know, maybe they're networked? Maybe Betterment's talking to Schwab, you know, the robots. They they are like, fuck these humans. They're just sitting around drinking coffee all day. You know, like, let's we could really fuck them over and crash the market and take everything. How long do you think it's going to – we're going to see before, like, we see whether it's, like um, – you know, on purpose or not from the robots, you know, how long do you think we'll see before robots cause a huge crash? You know, I mean, cause there have, so in the, what was it? 89, I think there was something called the flash crash where basically someone sold a whole bunch and it knocked out a bunch of options and it knocked out and it just, I mean, it, the stock market dropped like huge percentage in a day and it came back up really fast the next day. But like it dropped so much because there were all these sort of like automated features in place. Like so many people had sell at this level. So when they mm-hmm. sold the price dropped, so then, Oh, sell at this level. And it just, it was like a dominoes, you know? Huh. But I mean, do you think with this, we'll see, you know, something else like this, uh, whether it's true AI or not, you know, it's a big question. Yeah, I know. It's kind of big, but it's just cool to think about. Yeah. I think, uh, 2022, no oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it. we're guessing the date. We're taking you know what? bets. I, I challenge it. Like, I'm psyched about robots, and I know they could easily take my job. I don't think I'm smart <laughs> enough to outbeat a robot. But, like, I, I lean into it. I'm like, it's a challenge. It is, it excites me. I want to see what happens. Bring it on, robots. Wouldn't it be funny if instead of, economy. instead of Terminator-style robots coming up and, like, killing us all, they just take over our economy, and they're like, yeah, you're all, you're all lower class you're now. All We're, now. Yeah, you're all our slaves. <laughs> We're like, shit. We're the robots. <laughs> yeah. It's actually just a huge economic revolution, and they're like, yeah, you guys are all poor now. <laughs> Listen, keep it interesting. <laughs> keep yeah. me on my toes. I think that's probably the way it'll go. It's a terrifying question. I don't want to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I just was thinking. Yeah, I was just I like, thinking about like the worst possible uh, outcomes of, of that for the last like 15 seconds, and I'm, I'm going to refuse to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> just in yeah. case they're listening. Because the next, next recession or crash is scary enough to think about. It's scary enough yeah. to think about it being an accident and not it being like on purpose. But... Who said what the government be on? Yeah. Uh, oh, they're all dead. Yeah. They're all dead. They're the first ones out. They're the first ones out. Fair enough. <laughs> They're all in, yeah. They either die or go to Panama or something. Panama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think that's a perfect place to end it. Right under an hour. Uh, 
Julie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, for Julie. Yeah, Julie, Julie, thank you so much. This is honestly a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, guys. I had a blast. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get more guests on. I think this was a good start. Thank I you. learned a lot. Um, yeah, and thank you everyone for listening out there. Uh, hope you learned something too. Hope you. This is a great place to start. You know, that's what I learned for sure. I wish I had kind of known this a couple years ago when I first started. But uh, if you don't really know what you're doing, uh, have a robot do it for you. <laughs> you <laughs> Pay know? a lot less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you'll do better yeah. and uh, worry less at night, knowing that at the end of the day, it's not your fault if you lose money. You know, mm-hmm. it's a robot. So, all right, everyone. Um, I'm Kevin Freck. You can find me on Instagram at Freckenstein. You can also follow us on. I guess just uh, Instagram at IMCT underscore podcast. That's Manny underscore Blackie out, Dan Miller. And Julie, do you have anything to plug? Any um, other, any Twitters or, you know, events, you know, shows no, coming up? I keep it private. Yeah. I keep it private. <laughs> you don't have any concerts? Incognito. No concerts. No, okay. <laughs> Not that you need to know about. No. Cool. Just kidding. You can follow me on Instagram, Jewel Wilkes. Um, I don't post, post often, and they're not interesting posts. <laughs> Great You're really promoting yourself. Right. You like Betterment than yourself. More than yourself. I do. I do. Betterment, betterment. Uh, betterment is betterment.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I make no money from them. Cool. All right, everyone. Until next time, this has been If Money Could Talk, and keep your stocks up. Take care, fellas. Bye, guys.